Okay. This next echo is the one that I'm going to echo now. It's a story. It's a story of two partners having to part ways. It's a story of a woman separating from one of her dearest friends and partners who's helped her for quite a number of years now because she knows it's best for him. That's what this is. This is a story of the beginning of a partnership, a very important partnership. And it's going to take a month to tell because it's happening in real life. It's a story of a visually impaired woman, Vicky, retiring her guide dog, Valor, her faithful companion, who's been by her side for many years. And it's, quite honestly, it's a beautiful story. And it's a sad story. But Valor, they moved to Florida, and Valor can't handle the lightning. And it's really bothering him. So Vicky took the, made the hard decision to retire Valor. Now, you see service dogs all over the place. But you never hear their story. Guess what? Vicky's going to tell Valor's story. And I know Vicky personally. And she's a genuine person. She's a beautiful person. And from what I know about, you know, the visually impaired crowd and the dogs that serve by their sides. It is an unbelievably tight bond. It is one of the closest bonds you will ever have. Human beings will ever have with a dog. And this is not going to be easy for her. I, I know she's been regretting this, but she knows she needs to do it. And to help her get through it, she's going to tell the story here. And I'm going to listen. And I suspect I'll probably shed a few tears along the way. Because it's two friends going their separate ways. And they don't want to. But they have to. And it's a story about new beginnings and happy endings. I'm not trying to be overly dramatic. I guess maybe I am. I just feel... I just know how strong this bond is between these two people, between this, this woman and her dog. I know how much this is going to be hard for her. And it's, it's going to be a hard story for her to tell. And if you ever wanted to know what it's like for a service dog what it's like, the process, what it's like to go through all this stuff. This is 
the anchor stream you need to listen to. You need to Vicky's. If you want to know that world that you never see, listen to Vicky's stream. Because not only will you hear her story, but if you have questions, she'll she'll answer them. She feels very strongly about educating the public about uh, visually impaired people and uh, guide dogs. She's very strong on guide dogs. Nobody knows more about guide dogs than Vicky. She's literally an expert. So that's who I'm going to echo right now. So I highly recommend you guys check her out. And just remember, this is not going to be an easy story for her to tell. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here on Anchor FM. All right, it's time for quote of the day. We only have uh, three more in admiration. Then we move on to adolescence. You know what? Adolescence is a pretty big... No, it's not too big. I don't know if I want to go back to adolescence. It was rough enough the first time, much less to hear quotes about it. So here's my take on it. Remember, I don't read these beforehand. Most of the time, I don't even know who the person is. I may look it up afterwards. But this is just a quick read and then my interpretation of the quick read. The reason why I started doing this is so I could practice reading out loud into the microphone. I think I'm getting a little better. Only, you know, you guys can tell me, but I think I'm getting better. So let's go with it. There we go. I never knew a man so mean that I was not willing he should admire me. All right, let's try that one again. I never knew a man so mean that I was not willing he should admire me. E.W. Howe. I'm not sure who E.W. Howe is. I'm going to have to look him up later. But I kind of like that one. And you know, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if that entirely would be true, but I see where he's going with this. You know, in other words, like somebody could be a real ass, but if he admired you, then well, you know, he's at least he's an ass with a good taste. You know, that kind of thing. So you would look at it that way, because we all know if he likes you, then you must be, a, he must have some kind of good taste. So, here it is again. I never knew a man so mean that I was not willing he should admire me. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. 
Yeah, I think that's a good one. I like that. I may not always be true, because there's quite a few people if they told me they admired me. And, I mean, I really think they're not good people. <laughs> I don't think I'd... Uh, you know... I would be willing to have... As if you... You know, here's the other thing. Now that I'm thinking about it, now Paul's got me breaking down the words. I never knew a man so mean that I was not willing he should admire me. Well, I like that. As, and I was not willing. He owns the statement. He says I. But I was not willing he should admire me. As if you had a choice. You know, if you're admired, you're admired. If you're not, you're not. So... I guess there's that. But my initial gut instinct is, yeah, for the most part, it's probably true, because we all love flattery. Even me, you know, I don't really need it. I know I'm great already. But, I mean, I'm not immune to it either. So, anyway, that's been Code of the Day. I hope you guys are having a beautiful time. Later. The way... You do the quotes for the day. Immediate, gut response to it, straight off. No time to think, no time to find out who the person is. I, I love this way of doing it. It makes, and your whole, your perspective about, you know, this is what it means to me now. And your encouraging other people to, you know, chip in and say what it means to you, not whether they think your interpretation is the same as theirs. Well, this thing about judging, you know, oh, I think your interpretation is a good one, you know, um, well, thanks very much, but no, you talk about yourself, Kingfish, and that's the way to do it. And the way you do it appeals to me, pleases me. And it's a terrific example for me of a person revealing something about themselves. So when I go to quote of the day, I go to quote of the day to find out about you. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll I'll listen to that, uh, that 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 link you sent me. Ted was talking about a Toastmasters World Championship winning speech in I think 2015 by a guy in which he had used the phrase "I see something in you, but I don't know what it is," and that is a refrain that came through the speech and Ted had pub has publicized this speech for various reasons many times on the talk show for talkers 
um, it's a radio program on Irish Radio International that we were talking because we were making it was a, we were making the, 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 the radio show, and I very deliberately brought that phrase in. But you know, it's true; they can come. From yeah, I think he mentioned the speech, but what I was getting at was Ted also said in his when he was talking to you, he said that it's peculiar how people hear things and they never forget them and then sometimes they'll bring them up later without knowing where they came from I know you knew where it came from but that's what Ted said he said something like that he was talking about how we retain everything we hear and how important speech was is basically the impression I got from that which made me think of something that I had heard before and that link I sent you and I hope you'll play it on your station I'd do it but I can't I'm over the road right now. And what that link is, is that's a link to an elderly woman. And it's a story about how she just kept hearing this voice in her head. This voice singing. And it was a woman singing Irish lullabies. And what it is, is she was clearly hearing a woman sing Irish lullabies. And she had no idea what it was. I, I can't remember the full story. Mom died or something when she was little. Anyway, they finally figured it out, and they determined that what it was was it was her mother's voice singing to her in her head from her memory. Her memory was playing back to her. So what Ted said about people retaining things that they hear is absolutely true, especially for this woman, because she was, I forget how old she was, 70s or 80s in a nursing home. And here she was, hearing the voice of her mother inside her head. And I just thought that was the most fascinating story. You know, and, and I guess it eventually went away, and then she was sad. It was driving her crazy at first, and then she was sad when it went away. When you listen to the, to the woman talk, it's, it's just a fascinating story. And I hope you play it. I really do. It's just it's just a beautiful story of reconnecting with your with a you know with a lost one loved one a mother that she never knew you know it's just just an amazing story I thought you'd love it you know it's something I, it's really something I think you'll get a kick out of oh by the way I changed my uh, profile photo again. Uh, someone from New Zealand sent me that photo and said it was a kingfish, kingfisher bird. I, I've never seen one before in my life, so I'm, I'll have to go with the fact that it is one. So from what I understand, that's what a kingfisher looks like. Of course, at the time that I adopted the name back in 22, 23 years ago, I had no idea there was a bird named kingfisher. So keep that in mind. Okay, I'm in Mexico, on the east side of Albuquerque, and I'm going to lose the signals pretty soon, so I'm going to do call-ins real quick. Hopefully I can get through all of them before I run out of signal. Uh, it's a beautiful night, super windy, it's 45 degrees, that's why I've been real quiet all day long. Just no signal out here. Once I get to Texas, I get a better signal. i got a few hours to go for that, so I'll listen to podcasts for a while, which is really a bummer because it, it, it pushes... You know, it, it pushes me into 24-hour anxiety because, you know, I, I 
there's, you know, I'm going to have to jump around and catch all everybody's stuff before it disappears. I hate to say it, but I hate to miss anything. You know, it's not so much what you have to say. I just want to make sure you're not talking about me. No, I'm just kidding. No, there's a lot of things that people say, and, and a lot of times, you know, you, you don't want to catch, you don't want to lose the the flow of the conversation. You know, you don't want to lose the context of the thing. And a lot of times people will build up on what they said before, so you don't want to lose it. And that's why I hate the 24-hour clock. Also, what I wish they had was I wish they had a thing where I could buffer, I could download the Anchor stuff into my phone. That way I could listen when I'm not in um, a cell phone area. That would be really nice. And then I, and then you would get smooth play play, playback. You know, give me like a gig of Anchor. You know, stuff that would be awesome. I'd do it. Two, three, four gigs, whatever. I would love to be able to download that stuff. Then it would play back faster and smoother, and then I'd have something to listen to when I'm in a dead area. Also, let me record when I'm in a dead area and upload later. That would be nice, too. But, you know, those are those are just features that I would love to have because I'm constantly in a dead area. So, any thoughts? All right, I'm going to go to your call-in real quick. Kingfish, the outdoorsman. I like that ringtone. I'm out here as I look at these constellations and a nice moon fading within the eclipse. Uh, with like a crescent moon, half the moon is black, little light in the tunnel. Oh, and we got a big evergreen tree to my right, and a plane just flew over my head very smallly. Yep, just a wonderful day on a Sunday night with KT and Kingfish's new bird. You know, I wish I could say I took that photo, Kevin, but somebody from New Zealand sent that to me. They said, did you name yourself after the bird? And I'm like... No, I didn't know there was a bird. I, I took the name off the side of a shack in Louisville. That's where I got when I was driving across a bridge. That's where I got the name from. So I was pretty excited that. Uh, and then, you know, they sent me that picture of the bird. So I didn't take the picture of the bird. I've never even seen one in real life. I'd like to, but I did find out that there's a minor league or collegiate league baseball team about 20 miles away that they're the Kenosha Kingfish so obviously I'm going to have to go to those I didn't even know they were there I love baseball so but here's the question Kevin what about the smell could you smell the pines ah nothing more refreshing than the smell of pine needles in the air good times glad to hear you're getting outdoors my man Kingfish, I know I should know the answer to this, but I don't. So, you know, I'm just checking in. I know you have a book that has all these quotes in it, and you just, you know, randomly go to the book, and they're kind of, it's out, you're doing the alphabetical thing. I get that. But what is that book? Is it like and the alphabet of quotes, or what's the, <laughs> where, where are these things coming from? I, I think, you know, it's, I, obviously I focus on a quote a day and I do something completely different than what you do. I mean, I believe there's a hidden meaning wrapped up in each of the quotes and, and I, you know, have a process that I go through to discover that. You're just like, okay, let's read this and, okay, this is what it meant to me today. It could mean something different to me tomorrow. Or it could be like, yeah, that's bullshit, kind of like the one from yesterday. But where do these things come from? Um, I'm probably not the only one that wants to know 
that, at least I'm guessing anyway. Maybe I'm more curious than others, I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, Bobby. Um, here's what happened. It wasn't like a planned thing. I was doing laundry. I live in an apartment building because I don't like to do mow lawns and such because I'm never home. And we have this table inside the laundry room. And it's we call it the free table. So when people move out, they put books on there, old TVs, speakers. I've seen blenders. Literally anything you can imagine ends up on that table sooner or later. Quite a few things. So anyway, the books are there. I always look at the books. So I, well, I'm waiting for the laundry. I looked on the table. There's a couple of books. So one of them, I looked at it, and it's like, 2,715 quotations. I can't remember the guy's name. I can't get to the book. It's in the sleeper, and the curtain's closed, and Doug's sleeping. So I'll, I'll, I'll post the name of the guy who wrote the thing later. But that's what it is. You can get the thing on Amazon. It's worth like two bucks or something. And it's an older book. I don't remember what year it came out, but it's 2,715 quotations. And there might be more to the title, but as far as I remember, that's all there is to it. But I'll get you the title later on. But anyway, as I was leafing through the book, I thought to myself, you know, because most of my content is just me bitching about people driving around me or the weather or just, just nonsense stuff. And I thought, well, you know, and also I like to learn to read better into the microphone. You know, read something off a page into a microphone without it sound wooden. And I think I'm getting better at that, but I have a long way to go. So I thought, well, what the hell? This is great. This is perfect. These are all short quotations. I can do one a day. I'm good for quite a few years. And I'll just do one a day. And then I thought, ah, you know, but this, doing a quotation every day is kind of cheap and boring. You know, how can I make it my own? You know, how can I, you know, otherwise, it's not going to be that interesting. I thought, oh, I'll just say what I think of the quote. Does it stand up to the test of time? Is it relevant? Does it mean anything? You know, example one that did not stand up to the test of time was, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly how it was said, but, you know, behind every successful man is a gleeful wife and a smirking mother-in-law or something like that. And I just thought, no, that doesn't really stand up to the test of time because maybe back in the 40s or something, but you know, there's quite a few women that are very successful that that wouldn't, you know, that doesn't apply to anymore. Or maybe if you change the genders around, it would. But so I'd have to say bullshit. And then you know, there's a few others that I thought were bullshit too. But there's quite a few that are just like, oh yeah, I got you. So anyway, that's how it came to be. I was sitting there doing laundry, and somebody put the book on the free table. And I wanted to practice reading into the microphone. And I didn't want to do poetry, because I thought I'd butcher it. But a quotation, I can do a quotation. It's one-liners. You know? So that's my thinking on that. Maybe I'll do poetry. I've been thinking about doing a segment, because my cousin Walt did a lot of poetry. I was thinking about... Uh, reading some of Cousin Walt's poetry. What do you guys think? Anybody want to hear Cousin Walt's poetry? 
let me know. Just one a day or one one a week or something. Nothing extravagant. And I'm not doing it because I want to, you know, I'm doing it to break up the monotony of the stuff that I do already. Plus, like I said, I want to practice reading off the page into the microphone. And I absolutely, absolutely would love critique on when I, you know, do I sound wooden when I'm reading off the page? You know, how does it sound? Believe me, you, whatever you say will not offend me. Because how can I get better if you don't tell me how I'm doing? You know, I would like to get better at that, public speaking. I'm even thinking about joining the, the, the Toastmasters. Just to, just to get an idea of, but I'm on a bit, they, they, they're, they meet on days when I go to work, so. But maybe on the next bit I can do that. I think it might be fun. Kingfish, the reason I ask is a little bit more than just a curiosity question. I got involved with a project at one point in time called Fired Up Selling. Great quotes to inspire, energize, and succeed by Ray Bard, the, uh, the founder of Bard Press. Anyway, he ran a project that, I mean, it went on for a long time. He had over like a thousand and five quotes that we... 1,000 quote judges got involved with and 324 of those quotes made his little book and it's called Fired Up Selling, like I said, great quotes to inspire, energize, and succeed. And the cool thing is, is everybody that participated in the project ended up getting one of these books sent to them and in the back, all of us who participated, believe it or not, there's a little page in here that actually has my name on it, it's kind of stupid, but anyway, page 218, in the middle of the page is my name as one of the quote judges along with the other 1,004 judges that were involved in the project. Here's a great thing, Kingfish. It's more than just a book about selling. The One of the quotes inside the cover says, everyone lives by selling something, and that's Robert Louis Stevenson. Then in the next page it says, this book is for everyone who wants to live a fired up life. You flip the page and it says, here's what a fired up person is. A fired up person has a can-do attitude, contagious enthusiasm, boundless optimism, a courageous heart, and phenomenal perseverance. Then you flip the page again and there's another really, really cool quote here. It says, There is a destiny that makes us brothers. None goes his way alone. What we put into the lives of others comes back into our own. And that's Edwin Markham. And then he's got a thing here for Spencer Hayes. He said, For Spencer Hayes, who taught me fired up selling and changed my life forever. Ray Bard. Anyway, this is a cool book. Broke it up into chapters. Uh, yep. Okay. I just entered the calling area. Uh, earlier today over near uh, Klein's Corners, New Mexico, Big Rig decided to flip over onto its backside and block the highway, so sat there for almost two and a half hours waiting for them to clear that mess up. That really sucked. So, now we're like really, really far behind schedule. I don't think we're going to get much time off this week. Oh well, that's the way it goes sometimes. So, we shall endeavor to persevere. Persevere. Alright, I'm going to go listen to you guys because I am so far behind it. i got to catch up to this 24 o'clock. <laughs>